Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. We're continuing our position previews here at the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast, and we're up to the tight end spot. Today we're going to have on Doug Orth of FF Today. You can follow all of Doug's stuff on fftoday.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Doug Orth, D-O-U-G-O-R-T-H. Doug does a great job on the podcast talking about the tight end position. Before I get to my interview with Doug, though, I did want to tell you about our King of the Mountain contest we're running here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Just go to rtsports.com, click on the football link at the top of the page, and go to the Money League section and sign up for the King of the Mountain contest for a chance to win $25,000. You can be King of the Mountain for only $10 to get in or two entries for $15. Here's how it works. You finish in the top two-thirds of all the teams in the contest each week and you advance. If you're the last one standing, you win. And here's here's how you pick your lineup each week. You have one simple lineup of one quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver or tight end. You can only pick a player for the team once during the season, including the playoffs. If your team scores better than... The worst one-third of the teams you advance. It's that easy, and you get a chance to win $25,000 for for just $10 or two entries for $15. Go to rtsports.com, click on the Money League link at the top of the page, and sign up for the King of the Mountain Contest at Real Time Fantasy Sports. And now, here's my interview with Doug Orth of FF Today. And I'm joined now by Doug Orth of FF Today. You can read all the stuff on fftoday.com. You can also follow him on Twitter, at Doug Orth, D-O-U-G-O-R-T-H. Doug, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again. Really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you having me, Jeff. Thank you. So we're working on the position previews, Doug, and we're up to the big tight end spot. So my first question for you when it comes to the tight end position, are you acting early on one of the big three tight ends, Kelsey, Ertz or Kittle, or are you waiting on the position? How are you approaching to come draft day? Yeah, in a word, I'm going to say no uh, as far as tar- targeting one of the quote-unquote big three. With Kelsey, you know, you're, you got uh, owners that are more than likely paying for a career year. Uh, so even though I have him 17th on my overall PPR big board, the opportunity cost of drafting him over a potential RB2 like Gurley or Mixon, Todd Gurley or Joe Mixon is, is too high with um, as far as Kittle's concerned, he's probably due for some positive touchdown regression, but you know that's never a guarantee that, that it's going to happen. And then, of course, you you bring in players like Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd. Um, it's hard to imagine he's going to see 136 targets again. And uh, let's <coughs> excuse me. Then, as far as uh, you know, he's coming off of 1,377 receiving yards, which was an NFL record for a tight end. Uh, it's kind of hard to repeat that. Um, and then speaking of career years, career years yet again, Ertz's Earth, 156 targets and 116 receptions are also records for for a, a tight end. Um, they didn't have a healthy a lot of healthy bodies in Philly last year. Now this year, you're looking at probably Dallas Goddard seeing more targets. Deshaun Jackson certainly going to factor in there too, and he might give Alshon Jeffrey a run for his money as the top team's top receiver. And then uh, I don't know how much of a role J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is going to play early, but he's probably going to be a red zone threat. So there's a lot of mouths to feed now in, in Philly where there wasn't last year. 
So I think Kelsey's everybody's consensus number one overall tight end. You said you had him rated 17th on your big board. I do think there's some debate with that second spot, though. So you're not acting early on tight end, but maybe one of our listeners is. And uh, for that second-rated tight end, who do you have? Do you have Ertz or Kittle? Yeah, I've got Kittle, and pretty much for the reasons I laid out earlier. Uh, I do have Ertz returning to kind of his pre-2018 production or just a tick above. I've actually got him projected for uh, 91 catches, 987 yards, and eight touchdowns, so certainly not a – certainly still a leaked production as far as as he's concerned. what I, however, though I have Kittle doing just a little bit more with less again, and I have him at 79 catches, 1,110 yards, and eight touchdowns. So it's, it's. Uh, I won't say you're splitting hairs there, but you're not going to go wrong with either one. But if I had to choose between the two, it'd be Kittle. So Doug, you said you're going to wait on the position at tight end. So with that question, uh, with that said, uh, who are some of the guys you're targeting at the position this year? I know you've likely done several drafts. Who are some guys that seem to be landing on a lot of your teams right now? Yeah. uh, So I'm going to hit you with two here. Definitely that second tier that a lot of people seem to be referring to. My two favorites from that tier are O.J. Howard and and Jaron Cook. We'll start with Howard first. Uh, I think he might be the most complete young tight end in the league at the moment. Uh, Even if we project, say, 130-plus targets, for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, it's hard to imagine how we're not pushing for 100 targets in an offense that doesn't exactly have a running back or, a, you know, a high-volume chain-moving chain slot receivers that still targets. Uh, I don't think they'll throw as much as last year in Tampa Bay, but still, even if you just do the math, it's not hard to see how Howard could get 100 targets. Um, if I miss out on Howard, which I have on most of my drafts because he's usually going late fourth, early fifth, I've been ending up with Jared Cook a lot. And... First of all, let's forget he's the, let's forget he's the second coming of Jimmy Graham because, quite frankly, the, the Saints don't throw the ball as much as they did five years ago or even two years ago. Um, with that said, I think he's kind of an older older fantasy version of Howard in that he can stretch the field. And so while he's not going to quite benefit from the volume that the aforementioned volume uh, that he might have five or Jimmy Graham did five years ago, he should be more efficient with his targets than Howard considering Drew Brees is the quarterback. So on the flip side of things, guys you're avoiding, anybody you just don't want to be part of at, at the tight end position right now? Yeah, not, not, so, not so much anyone I'm avoiding, although I'm probably going to be the, the thousandth person to say Eric Ebron's due for touchdown regression. Um, I guess with that said, I'm not as high as the rest of the industry seems to be on Vance McDonald. You know, that, has, that doesn't really have much anything to do with his talent and more – more to do with the fact that he was that 2018 was the first time in his six-year career he's played more than 13 games. So while I don't subscribe to the injury-prone players per se, I, his track record suggests that it's going to be difficult for him to come anywhere close. I guess he played 15 games last year, but um, it's going to be hard for him to stay healthy enough to be what we could, would consider a rock-solid tight end one. How about some uh, late-round options, uh, maybe for a backup tight end spot? Anybody out there you think could might be flying on the flying under the radar a little bit that could end up uh, outproducing their ADP? Yeah, I, again, I will give you two, and I'm really surprised that you know, that uh, I'm getting these guys as late as I am. Uh, 
two of my favorites, Delaney Walker, and I thought somebody whose stock was really going to take off that really happened is Darren Waller. Um, go with Walker first. I, why, why I tried to, and I, I say this tongue-in-cheek, why, why I try to promote ageism as much as possible nowadays in fantasy. Um, Walker's game, he's, he's, what, 35 now, I believe. Um, his game is one that ages well, and he's only one year removed from 111 targets and 74 catches. Uh, so uh, he's, he was also kind of extremely durable until last year's ankle injury. Uh, and then, last but certainly not least, he's been Marcus Mariota's favorite target basically since Mariota came into the league. Uh, I don't think that changes because he was out last year. So if we are willing to promote and or embrace Antonio Gates toward the end of his career, I think we can do the same with Delaney Walker. As far as Darren Waller is concerned, allow me to basically sum him up like this. I've done I've said this on Twitter, said this to a number of people. As far as Waller is concerned, most tight ends run like they're carrying a heavy backpack or dragging a 20-pound weight. Um, Waller has no such issues. He's I'm sure you've seen him play. He's a freaky athlete who's supposedly 255 pounds and still runs like a receiver, the receiver that he's been most of his career. Believe it or not, I have him projected as my tight end eight in PPR, finishing with 56 catches, 783 yards, and seven scores, and I think I might be underselling him at that. I really think I've just really been impressed with him. Interesting. So, uh, a lot of players, I feel like, are kind of set up for that breakout season. You never know who's going to have it. You may have already answered this question for me because you talked well with O.J. Howard, but I feel like there's kind of a group of players uh, that are similar in value. Uh, I wanted to get your views on who do you think might have the breakout year out of O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, David Njoku, and Hunter Henry. Which Which of those guys do you like out of that group? Yeah, you, you were right. It, it's Howard all day for me. And it's not that I don't like the other three because if if it makes sense, I will, I will not have a problem taking any of the other three, but just a little bit later than Howard. Um, as far as Howard's concerned, I think the only reason he hasn't been acknowledged as an elite tight end already is because he hasn't played more than 10 games in either of his first two seasons. Uh, he was on pace for 904 yards and eight touchdowns last year when he got hurt, and I'd argue he wasn't getting used nearly enough seeing only 4.8 targets per game at at the time of his injury. It's rare for a tight end to be a big play tight end, but he's one of the few. So uh, uh, Mark Andrews is getting a lot of buzz lately in Baltimore. I just wanted to know, are you buying the hype on him? Have you moved him up your rankings at all? Do you think he's an exciting fantasy option at this point? I kind of consider myself lukewarm on him. Uh, I think I have him as my tight end 12, so maybe you'll make of that what you will. Um, again, has nothing to do with his talent. You, I, I'm sure you and most of the listeners have, have seen the reports coming out of Ravens camp about him being the most dominant uh, skill position player. Uh, I, I don't doubt that at all. Um, problem is, one of the problems is I have Baltimore projected for 445 passing attempts this year, which is a fairly low number for a team. Uh, that will probably want to make sure that they get Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin uh, the ball a fair amount. Even if you get, say, 60, 70 targets to those guys, now you're already looking at a little over 300 300 targets to go around to 
maybe five, six other players. That's anyway. Um, there's also been reports and uh, deal with them drafting Hayden Hurst in the first round last year and having a multitude of other tight ends. Nick Boyle, I know he's mostly a blocker, but they have a multitude of tight ends there. Um, he may only see 40% of the snaps again, and that's that's going to be really hard for a tight end to break into uh, what you would consider every week starter status if he's going to play less than half the snaps. I do have him catching 50 balls for 720 yards, and like I said earlier, I think that he'll push for uh, tight end one status. I just don't think I'm ready to count on him as a weekly starter yet. So we can't do a position preview without talking about rookies. So rookie tight ends, is, is there anybody out there that you think could be a fantasy factor this year? There's a lot of guys uh, that were drafted this year. A couple of them were high picks. Does anybody out there excite you at the tight end spot when it comes to rookies? I like the class long-term. Uh, this year, again, I'm going to go lukewarm to kind of, kind of cold on that. Uh, like I said, long-term, I see TJ Hawkinson being a pro bowler fairly early in his career, and Noah Fant may not be too far behind him there. I think most of the people, I think each of the first four people, most people think up from this class. I know Drew Sample went to Cincinnati in the second round, but he was more he's more of a blocker. So we're talking Hawkinson, Fan, Jason Sternberger, and Irv Smith. I think they'll all, all be productive fantasy assets at some point down the road. But in 2019, though, I've got Hawkinson as the best one around tight end 20, so I'm probably not going to be drafting any of them in 12-team leagues. So uh, there's a lot of veteran options, in my opinion, that are, you can get really late at the tight end spot. They were one, once big-time fantasy producers, but they're at the, might be at the tail end of their career, haven't produced well in recent years or battled injury for whatever reason. And, again, you may have answered this because Delaney Walker's in this group for me, but if Delaney Walker, Jason Witten, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, again, these guys have similar ADPs, uh, do you like any of these guys at all, or are you passing on them? Yeah, again, like you said, Walker's Walker's the one I'd be looking at there. He's probably the only one of the four, you know, between Walker, Witten, Olsen, and Graham that I'd be targeting. Uh, certainly don't want to count on Olsen's foot holding up, and I think at this point he's probably looking. You're probably looking at uh, uh, more of a part-time role with him splitting staff. Not not that right down the middle, but maybe like a 60-40, 65-35 type of thing with Ian Thomas. So I don't, but anyway, I don't want to count on Olsen's foot holding up. And that's it's what two straight years he's put, he's uh, went down pretty early with that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't certainly don't want to count on Witten not missing a beat of 37 uh, and having taken the year off, obviously. So uh, as far as Graham, I'm kind of torn on him. I think there's a decent chance he has one more solid le- solid year left in the tank. It's so long since we've actually seen him in his prime that it would be hard to put much faith in him. So why I think he'll probably do he'll score more than two touchdowns this year. I don't, you know, anything more than 50 catches to six touchdowns. Uh, I, I think he may have low end another low end tight end one year in him. But I, I would uh, if I'm drafting a second tight end maybe, but I'm certainly not wanting to count on him as a weekly starter. Doug, great stuff. I really appreciate you previewing the tight end position for all our listeners out there. Uh, I wanted to ask you before I let you go, what do you got going on over there at FF today? Uh, what can you tell our listeners uh, they can check out from you? Yeah, so uh, I guess pe- most people, this time, especially this time of year, know me for my big boards. I know I mentioned them earlier. I've been uh, banging those out over the last, um, let's call it three weeks. Uh, I've actually 
the uh, PPR, the non-PPR, and the half-point PPR just hit the site today. I've got the Fantasy Championship board and the FFPC board coming out next week. Um, and then I'm also, I've also, this is my second year of basically, um, if people get on the site and email me or contact me through Twitter, they, I'll go ahead and, and uh, make them a custom-made board for their draft, assuming it's not too crazy. It doesn't have, like, uh, you know, yardage bonuses, like three, hundred, uh, three points for 300 yards passing, those types of bonuses. Um, but yeah, I do a, I can do a custom-made board for them if they if they so choose. So um, that's pretty much what I've got going on. So that keeps me fairly busy. That's awesome. I uh, I encourage everyone to check it out at fftoday.com. Doug does great stuff. We have I know everyone has their drafts either going on this weekend or next weekend. So I would definitely go to fftoday.com check out Doug's stuff before you head to your draft. Doug. Thanks again for joining me, and we'll have to do it again sometime soon. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you much. And that was my interview with Doug Orth of FF Today. I want to thank Doug for doing a great job on the podcast, previewing the tight end position for the coming year. And I want to thank you for listening to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. This has been Jeff Power. Have a great day.